You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Before we do the whole intro and everything like that, Dizzle, we got a question for you. What type of bread do you eat? Uh, I guess white. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't really eat a lot of bread though, but I guess like on a burger, it's white. It's white bread on the burger, right? And a hot dog buns are white for the most part. Okay, here's the burger. If you are making a sandwich, what type of bread are you using? You going to get the the wheat, or are you gonna get a loaf of white bread? Probably white. Oh wow! Okay. I've I've done wheat because uh when I was trying to like gain weight, I guess wheat bread you got more calories or it's more something than wheat bread. But then I also heard that wheat is not good for you. I don't know. <laughs> hmm, there goes I mean, my yeah. theory. <laughs> What's your theory? I just think I thought only white people ate white bread. <laughs> nah, a nice good soft. Fresh loaf of white bread is solid. <laughs> wheat is wheat bread is nasty. What? Oh we, man, we're gonna have to put that up on the poll question. <laughs> we is is not for the taste. No, Ken was yeah. hating on my turkey sandwich this morning. No white bread. Is that white bread? <laughs> <laughs> nigga don't like white bread. You you only eat wheat bread because it's brown. Oh, eat wheat bread because that's all I ever ate my entire life. My mom has never bought white bread, so this is like uh, all right. I ate white bread like at school. Gotcha. <laughs> and it just didn't taste the same. So my taste <laughs> only used to one type of bread, man. So, okay, okay. That, that's that theory out the window, I guess. Small sample size, but, you know, it is what Don't it is. Don't get started on a sourdough. That's it. Mm-mm. Ugh. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. What episode is this? 299 episodes of You Can't Make This Up podcast. All right. So I think we're all in agreement that we're going to try to do a celebration for 315 because 300 is next week and uh, we don't have anything planned. Can we get an uh, in-studio session for the 300? In-studio? Let me check my Palm Pilot. Let me see what I got <laughs> Let's see what I got going. Uh, man, that that let's do it. Let's do it in studio next. Oh shit! But not only check this lineup out for the 300th episode, we're gonna be celebrating Father's Day. There's only one father on the podcast, DJ Killer Kev. Happy early Father's Day to you, brother. Appreciate that. And it's also gonna be Juneteenth and the 300th episode. Got it. We, we gotta get together. We going live. Back to we going live. We going live next Sunday at the studio. We will uh, map out some times and everything like that. Shit. Since we're going to be in the studio, we're going to bring the intro back. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Oh, man. So, fellas, how was the week? Man, I had a busy week. Um, My week was pretty uh, pretty solid, though. Um, Kids, of course, is home. Summer break. So, they done. uh, my, my, My baby... She's smart, man. She's she's a very good reader for her age. She can uh come over your shoulder and read your text messages and comprehend what they're saying. Oh. She can take her mother's phone and find 
Billy's mom or Bentley's mom in the phone and send a text message and say, hey, can we schedule a play date with Kia this week? And the mom replies back and the kid replies back. And before you know it, my six-year-old comes to me and says, on Tuesday, I got a play date and on Thursday, I got a play date. And she mapped out her whole play date, <laughs> had friends from kindergarten meet at Centennial Park in in uh, Inglewood, and had a whole play day. So uh, that amazed me this week. I had uh, uh, a wedding at Buckeye Lake last night. Um, that was pretty nice out in, uh, I don't know what town that is, Thornville. It's like on the outside of... Uh, Columbus going towards like Zanesville. It's probably oh. 30, 40 minutes outside of Columbus. Um, on the other side. But, uh, that was a super nice spot. Um, it's a winery there. Um, the people that, the people that were getting married, uh, live on the lake. Um, they're like in their sixties, a uh, white couple. So we was, we was piano manning and we was, we was getting all kinds of the seventies, eighties, nineties, Pop rock, you know, country, you name it. But it was a super nice time. They had a great time. They uh took their boat off and uh went went off into the you know off into the lake at the end of the night back to the crib. So it was a super nice time, super nice spot. But uh did that this week, and then uh, next week I got a wedding Friday, a party Saturday, and then podcast Sunday. So I'm I'm excited for next week. But uh, it's busy time of the year for your boy. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Uh, shit. Not too much going on. Well, a little bit. I got a, uh, a house I'm supposed to be putting on the market later on today. Hence the, the real estate call later on. I'm supposed to be, uh, listing which will be my most expensive list up to date. So looking nice. forward to that. I'll be throwing my sign in the yard probably when we get done here. Um, I missed some family fun. Uh, my cousins, who all live, well, ain't all of them, but from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, a small little pocket country of Kentucky. We did like a, a family cookout. All my cousins got together. My brother drove from Atlanta to get up there. One of my cousins drove from Vegas, damn, which is a 24-hour drive, and I missed it, man. I had a I had a DJ gig yesterday, so I missed the cousin link up, and this was like a I would say the first attempt as adults, uh, the cousins like put something together themselves. Like every every summer when we was kids, we always was together, um, and then as we grew. Everybody just went their separate ways, so uh missed the first link up, but you know, I'll try to make the next one for sure. But the DJ gig I had was one for the ages, man. It was a it was a five year old birthday party and they had a budget. I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> um the lady that booked me was a party planner for one. So if I if you got a party planner, I know you got some at least a little bit of a budget. Um but now they had a open bar for the adults. They had a bounce house. They had a cotton candy vendor come through. They had a face painting lady come through. Um, then, then they had a magician. And also they had characters. So they had like SpongeBob pulled up on me. 
a dog from Paw Patrol. I don't even know none of these characters from Paw Patrol, but a dog from Paw Patrol and then a, another character. But they had a hell of a budget. The Magician was whack, though. Mm. I would say the Magician was ass. Bro, because I'm excited. Wait, I'm doing like, one of these numbers? Man, I'm I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching just like the kids. I'm into magic, so I'm trying to see a good show. They had me turn the music down for him, and his show was supposed to be like 15, 20 minutes. Man, after five minutes, the kids wasn't interested. They wasn't clapping. A couple of them got up and just walked off. And about 10 minutes in, the lady that was running the show was like, well, not running the show, but running the party was like, man, just turn the music back on. Turn the music back on because he's losing them. Like, he didn't have no... Nigga didn't have no bunny out of a hat. He didn't throw no pigeons in the air. Like, no confetti. Nothing. He didn't pull nothing out of his sleeve. <laughs> like, stuff that would entertain five-year-olds, he didn't have none of that, bro. He was doing some weird stuff, asking questions and telling stories. I'm like, man, I'm trying to see a pigeon. And <laughs> and nigga didn't have it, bro. But the, the party was dope. Got a little bit drunk. And, yeah, man. And they pay for an extra hour of service. So that's always good. For sure, man. I don't know if y'all know, but uh, the summer's mine, yo. The summer is mine. Your boy is out here. I'm maxed <laughs> up. I'm masked up because my mom is listening to the pod. She's going to ask, are you wearing masks at all these stations you're going to? Yes, ma, I am wearing a mask. Yes, two masks at that. So it's fair. So leave me alone. But I got the chance to see the legendary Chris Rock on Friday night. Nice. I mean, fucking Chris Rock, man. Like, you know, when we talk about legends and everything like that, me and Shayla have this conversation all the time about, like, all right, when when people are, like, in an hour radius, like, we saw uh, Diana Ross. And, like, you know, these legendary people aren't going to be with us forever. So mm-hmm. when you have the opportunity to see them and see them perform, and especially in my case, see them perform for free, because let's be real, I get the shit for free half the time. So right. it's important to take advantage of these opportunities and everything like that. So even though it was in Cincinnati, I was working all day, started working at 8 o'clock, got off at 5.30, got my ass home, took a shower, got dressed, drove to Cincinnati to still make the show. We didn't get back home to Dayton to like, Two two thirty in the morning, long ass day for your boy, but yeah. it was well worth it because I got to see Chris Rock tear down. He was hilarious. We got to hang out with one of the wife's best friends and her dude and everything like that. So we was out in Cincinnati a little bit after the show and everything like that. Had a great ass time. And on top of that, on top of that, tonight I get to go see Dave Chappelle's documentary at the Schuster Center. So your boy activated. Balling. Balling. Balls so, on the budget. So is Chris Rock like he's on tour right now? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was in Cincinnati. Who was anybody else with him or just him? No, it was just him. It was just him. So it was at the Tap Theater and I've never been to the Tap Theater or whatever, but um so initially it was just a Thursday night show which sold out like that. And then the <laughs> happened. Added an extra show. That show was doing crazy numbers. So they reached out to us to give away tickets and everything like that. So I took my tickets off the top <laughs> and everything like that. But that shit was dope. That shit was real dope to get to check that out. But, yeah, he's on tour right now. And I guess 
these uh, jokes that he's telling on his tour is going to be a part of one of his Netflix specials. So, yeah. See, you probably got the good Chris Rock because I saw Chris Rock when he was on Dave Chappelle's. Remember, he was doing those Yellow Springs uh, mm-hmm. out, outdoor mm-hmm. uh, surprise pop-ups. Yeah. So our special guest was Chris Rock. And we left middle of his set because he was not funny. Really? He So Dave Chappelle was the host, and he was doing jokes in between, introducing folks. I remember there was Donnell Rawlings, who I thought was the funniest. They're hilarious. I, I, I can't even remember who else was there. It was a couple other comedians. I want to say John Stewart popped up, and then Chris Rock was like the surprise headliner. Mm-hmm. By that time, we was looking around like this nigga ain't really telling a lot of jokes. He kind of just up there freestyling, maybe. But yeah, we left in the middle of his set. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure Kelly, you can attest to this from being good friends with Tone. But yeah. like these comedians, like. For stuff like that, they're testing out the jokes. They're, this is all rehearsal mm-hmm. for them for when they go on these tours or whatever. So, like, I've heard that uh, Kevin Hart goes to, like, was it the Laugh Factory in L.A. or mm-hmm. whatever? Mm-hmm. All the time and test out his material and everything like that before he goes on tour and everything like that. So, you may have got the dry run and him uh, having to tweak things for the real show. Right. There's a thing I know they do in L.A. called Chocolate Sundays. It's a Sunday night at the Laugh Factory. And it's basically like the ultimate all-star come up there and do what you do for comedians. So you'll have, I mean, you name it, a wide spectrum of greats, people that's coming up, people that's chasing it. I mean, but like when I've gone to it, it's always been BT Weekend. So BT Weekend lineup would be Tony would be hosting, uh, D-Ray might get on there, Tony Baker, like some big name people, and then you will have at the end a Kevin Hart or somebody come. And, you know, the year I was there, uh, Dave Chappelle was the person that was like the, that, that for that show. But one of my highlights of my life, and I don't have it on tape, it's only in the memory bank, mm. but man, it was dope. I think it was 2016, the year that Chris Rock hosted the BET Awards. Um, we was headed over to Tone's house just because Tone, I think, was was going to the award show or something. We was over there early. We literally get over there. Chris is in, like getting into the car to leave to head to where he need to head to. So I get to see Chris there and walk upstairs, and it's Tony and his mom and other family members, and she's making dinner and like we sitting there just with the entire Rock family for a second, and I'm just sitting there like Chris Rock, Tony Rock, some other friends, family, but I'm like, I'm here in this circle, and I'm just like, it was like I didn't want to be the one, like, everybody stop, take a picture, but <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, it was not, Chris is a super, super cool, super funny dude. I, I personally, I, I know he has an acquired taste, but I personally love uh, Chris Rock's comedy, so. Yeah, he got some uh some good family jokes. No spoilers, but he got some good family <laughs> jokes, man. That that hit on the mutton, on the money, man. Yeah, he didn't so. he didn't talk about the slap. No slap talk. No slap talk. No slap I wonder, talk. I wonder what's he saving it for. I don't know, man, because you know when he first went on tour, that was like right after the slap, and he was like, "Hey, I know everybody want me to talk about it, but I wrote these jokes <laughs> before that, so y'all gonna get these jokes I already got." Maybe sure. I'll talk about it at a later date, but yeah, no slap talk. No slap allegedly talk. Allegedly, they doing allegedly they doing a red table talk, so they can. Uh, I forgot the phrase he used, but so Will Smith and 
Chris Rock can make amends. So we'll see if that if that comes down to it. From what I saw, Chris Rock ain't returning them phone calls. Really? Yeah. I, they saying that the Smith family is reaching out and he like not picking up. Like who so who's saying that though? That that's the word on the street. Word on the street. That's the word on the timeline. <laughs> you know, I feel like all of this is just publicity. This is the. I still think it's a stunt. I I think they're going to eventually, for the right price, <laughs> do something. Maybe on Red Table Talk. Maybe Oprah hosting. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. Prime I, time. I, I hope not. I hope not. But uh, we got to talk about these NBA Finals officially tied up at 2-2. Celtics got a big win in Game 3, ran them out the gym. But then Game 4, which I only saw the – Mm, the fourth quarter for we saw Steph Curry go bananas and the Boston Celtics go ice cold in the fourth quarter. What's y'all thoughts on the NBA Finals so far? Man, it's been dope to me. Game four was my favorite. Um, I actually working for or getting ready for the Saturday wedding I had. I was sitting there Friday through the entire game just working on music, cleaning up, deleting old songs, just working on shit. Man, I found myself trying to work on music but couldn't get off the game because it never really got it got to 10 point leads a few times but it was really a tight you know game for the most part back and forth but like you said that fourth quarter Tatum ain't show up like they wanted him to Tatum got a little cold and uh stop with them step back sideway threes bro you're yeah. 16 go to that rim bro and there's no way you should be uh coming down court and loony on you and you can't get rid of loony like it was a few. It was a few times where he all he had to do was make a move, and he's past Looney, but he went for what? He like the little, the little James Harden move that everybody do. And uh, but yeah, I, I still enjoyed the game. I really think it's a great series. Um, now we're about to see where these championships uh, are are made and, and who really won it because Jalen Brown was looking like an MVP. For the finals, mm-hmm. Tatum was playing well. Steph was playing well, but I really think these next three games is gonna really, you know, is gonna tell who got it. So I'm still pulling off for Boston. I still think the defense is gonna hold, but you you let Steph and Clay get and Jordan Poole, he's been hooping too. You let you let yeah. them guys get rolling. It, any one of them get rolling, and you got a problem on your hands. So. Tatum. He's, Uh-oh. he's, he's, Uh-oh. he's showing that it's re- really levels to this superstar shit. Folks was giving Tatum, <laughs> folks was giving Tatum the torch maybe a little too soon because the lights is bright. And Steph Curry, where he's, where he's playing at, and Tatum and Brown, it's, it's a big gap. In you don't think of, Brown been hooping? I think Brown just finally had a bad game. Uh, Game four was bad. He had four fouls like in the first three minutes, and he just never got it going. And I think that's on Tatum to step up because Brown has been stepping up in the absence of Tatum this entire series. Now, no doubt about it, Tatum balled out against the Nets, and he balled out against the Bucks and the Heat, for that matter. He has not had one of those games yet. You got to have one. got to have one, like, Monday, tomorrow. got to. Yeah. Yeah, Brown been doing it. Brown been Brown been solid, Done. but the way Curry is playing is next level. Because who else Steph. is playing? Who else is playing 
Nobody. Like, on the Warriors, it's what? Wiggins is the second best yeah. player right now? He's Actually, Wiggins is playing good basketball. I mean, he's basically playing the garbage man role. He, like, getting all the rebounds and putting them right back up. He's playing like the tall dude in high school. Like, I'm going to get the rebound and just put it right back up. He's not. He definitely wasn't messing around last game. And I give Wiggins a lot of credit for that. But you're right. I mean, it's levels to this. And Steph, at this stage of his career, he's playing for a legacy play. You know what I'm saying? He's playing to crack that top ten players of all time. Because if he's able to carry the Warriors to a chip this time, where ain't no doubt about it, he's the best player on the court. In this this fashion. fashion, putting up points. And there's no question, like, you know, the first chip that they won versus the Cavs and everything like that. Well, the second best player was Della Dova, and Iguodala won the MVP. And then KD shows up after they blow the uh, 3-1 series lead. Like, they're, if they're able to pull this off and he's playing like this, he's, his legacy is cemented. Ain't nothing nobody can say about him ever again. So you're right. There's definitely levels to it. It's levels yeah. to it, man. And it's like no, nobody really is – balling on the Warriors for them to be, have it tied up to two other than Steph Curry. I feel like Boston, Jason Tatum ain't had his breakout finals performance. Brown ain't had a breakout finals performance. He's playing good, but for them to play how they're playing, they're going to need Al Horford to drop a 20. They're going to need Marcus Smart to drop another 18 with some assists, and they turn the ball over way too much. Woo, wait, so, talk about it. Talk about so, that again, bro. Talk about the turnovers, bro. It's like it was like a three possession back and forth or three possessions in a row where Tatum will come down and throw a hook, try to throw a hook shot pass across the court. Mm-hmm. He threw like a, a lazy bounce pass. I'm like, bro, I don't, I'm looking at this and I'm about to cuss this nigga out. Like, bro, <laughs> that's what I'm like, bro. They, they, Tatum is a great ball player, but he is this is about to be proven time. It's tied up two two. Now it's a best of three. Ooh. Y'all about to go to the go to state. If y'all don't come out with this dub here, man, it's not looking too hot. Especially if y'all can't slow down Curry. Because at this point, oh, you don't know. nobody else really. All they got to play is just solid. Draymond Green has been playing like ass. And they've been able to tie it up 2-2. So don't let him get a, a couple threes. Klay Thompson coming. Jordan Poole has been solid. You know what I mean? <laughs> from what I, saw, what I saw last game I saw that Draymond was sitting exactly where we were in that fourth quarter he was sitting on the bench mm-hmm. so you know Kerr is like yo we gotta win this we gotta mix it up we still didn't see the young guys like we all expected to see Kaminga and those young dudes but he switched it up by going super small he was out there yeah, with four guards he started on <laughs> a porter instead of Looney yeah, like he went super small in the fourth quarter with uh with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, uh, Poole, and Looney. Like, yo, they were tiny out there, and Boston couldn't take advantage. And I really think that was because they just kept jacking up threes, man. Slow it down a little bit. Work the post. Like, just slow it down just a smidge it because those dudes are small. You can score on the inside. So it's definitely going to be crazy game five. We all got in game five. I got Celtics. I got the Celtics. It's I, I forgot the number or the stat, but they haven't lost two in a row in a while. Yeah. 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 I I 
Now, I don't see all these away wins going through five, six, or seven. <laughs> Somebody going to win at home. Um, it needs to be Boston that wins this game. But I, really, <laughs> I really think it's going to be Golden State that win game five at home. I think Boston wins at home. And then I think game seven is just one of those games. So I, I don't have a, a shoe that goes with the Golden State Warriors, at least that I can see right now. I'm sure I do somewhere in this mess of a room. But I'm going with Golden State. I'm going with Golden State to win a tight one tomorrow night. Celtics win at home, and then we get a game seven, something we all want. Has Has anybody flipped their uh, who they think is going to win? Because I still say Boston in seven. I said Boston in six, but now I'm saying Boston in seven. That's what I think. I, feel. <laughs> I added an extra day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still with the Celtics because I think the Celtics have a better overall team. Is the fact that. Like you said, those are the turnovers, man. When they don't turn the ball over, they win. And when they turn over more than 12 times, they lose. Like, it's just as simple as that, man. You Tatum has over 90 turnovers. Like, that is ridiculous, bro. And you're not even the point guard, bro. No. You have, like, when LeBron had 90 turnovers, he's the the offensive starter. No, you got Brown who initiates the offense. You got Marcus Smart who initiates the offense. How come you got so many damn turnovers, bro? Take care of the ball, man. If they take care of the ball, they can win this shit in six. But I'm going to go killers, bro. I think it's going to be Boston in seven. So, Nah, yeah. Tatum, Tatum has, has still has an opportunity to uh, crack the top, top five. He has the opportunity to crack the top five. He's, I would say he's top ten now. But his performance so far is proving that niggas was giving him the juice a little too soon. If Boston wins tomorrow, is there a game seven? No. If Boston wins, it's over in six. Them them folks in Boston about to be crazy. <laughs> crazy. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. If Boston can somehow pull this off, I think it's over in six still. But now that the way it's played out, I feel like it's going to go seven. But if Boston can pull this out. Uh. Yeah, man, I'm here for it all. So, I miss basketball next week. Damn. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're going to have such a down spot between <laughs> NBA and NFL. We're going to have to come up with another topic for the pot. <laughs> WNBA season in full effect. Facts. 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 That is true. I do watch a little bit of WNBA. I'm, no, you, I'm just playing. I do. That. I do. Unfortunately, uh, I'm a basketball head like that, man. I, I watch. Shouts to my dude Carlos Knox, man. He one of the, uh, the coaches. He from, he from Dayton, Ohio. One of Smoke's uh, OGs. Yeah, quit being sexist. Man. <laughs> I, told, I don't know if I told y'all, bro. They need to lower that rim, bro. I'll watch it if they lower the rim. I need to see some motherfuckers out there. <laughs> I'm trying to see some dunks. <laughs> Can you dunk? Well, hell no. Nah. Ain't, <laughs> ain't nobody watching me play, though. Ain't nobody paying me to play. Me yeah. and Killer came to watch you play twice. Nah, that's that's love. That's love. <laughs> if, if, if they lower the rim to nine feet, I'm sure the viewership will go through the roof, bro. Say it won't. Say nah, it won't. Because you're gonna have you're gonna have like 48 year old so and so from so and so city that think he can hoop now because it's at nine feet. Just for the women. Oh, okay. Just for okay. WNBA. I'm that trying is. to see the girls out there two hand. <laughs> I'm trying to see some posters. <laughs> that would be it's sweet. Some, it's some girl in high school who is out here yamming on folk. I think she's going to USC. 
She's like dunking like yeah. not on fast breaks, like in regular oh. action. And not like on no backdoor cut. Like she take it to the rim and yamming on folks. I'll have to show y'all the video. But uh we gotta talk about Donovan Mitchell. The jazz coach, Chuck the Deuces and everything like that. So Donovan Mitchell's name's been brought up to going to the Knicks, of course, because he's from New York, but where do you, would y'all want to see Donovan Mitchell play next season if he's uh, demanding a trade? New York. New York is a good – it's basketball it, – the NBA is funner when New York is playing well. And if they have a superstar like Donovan Mitchell, uh, I think it will just be that much more entertaining. Not to cut, Not to cut anybody off, but I have a question for Dizzle. Have the Knicks been good in your lifetime? Because you're 30, right? 29. I'll be 30 in a couple months. Okay. Uh, good. Yeah, they twenty twenty. They had Mark Jackson boy. back in the G, didn't they? Yeah, I that's know. 95, bro. Latrell Sprewell, wasn't he on the Knicks? Yeah. So you was watching NBA Hoops. Allen, Hugh- Allen Houston. Come on, bro. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I, when did you start watching basketball? Because this is very as long vital. As I can remember. So what is your first basketball memory of the Knicks? Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell, Charles Oakley. Okay. Marcus, Marcus Camby on that squad. Yeah, so this that's 19. That, so you were nine. So that's fair. That's when they went to the finals and lost to the Spurs. Yeah. I remember that. I don't remember that, but I remember the squad. <laughs> so, so basically, for two decades, they've been terrible. I argue that the NBA is perfectly fine with it being trash because they've been trash for two decades outside of a two-year window with Melo. But the hype, the hype around the just the buzz of good New York. I'm, can y'all hear my dogs? Yeah. Oh, no, let, let me move. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> at my leg. <laughs> but when New York basketball is good, man, just the buzz around the NBA is that much better. <laughs> I beg to differ. Kelly, you up? What's up? I, I was gonna say I really will hope that Donovan Mitchell will go play with Jokic. Mm. I, I I think him and Denver will be dope. Um, I think they need a uh, with Murray being hurt. I'm sure Murray's gonna be back, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, they need an explosive guard. With Jokic, and I think he'll be a good fit in there with Denver, but it ain't gonna happen. Nah. <laughs> nah. One, I think Donovan Mitchell is too good to go to the Knicks. The Knicks don't deserve a player the caliber of Donovan Mitchell. So no, I see him taking his talents to South Beach, hanging out with Jimmy Buckets and the boys, and I see them probably getting. I don't know, Duncan Robinson and, and Tyler Hero about the paint. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine Tyler Hero living in Utah? <laughs> as swaggy as he is, as swaggy as that white boy is, you know he down on South Beach living his best life, and he's going to have to be out in Utah if Donovan Mitchell is on the trading block <laughs> because he's really the only player that they have that anybody will want. He'd be involved in polygamy in five years. You think? I think he'll be the man to trade in six uh, months. <laughs> He's going to turn Utah out. They're going to love you, man. 
Nah, that'll be solid. That'll be a solid trade. Especially, I mean, Duncan Robinson's stock is pretty low right now. So, I don't, I don't know. Lakers will take them, though. We need shooters. <laughs> that contract, y'all ain't got no space. He gave him a nice little bag. We figured it out, man. <laughs> it could be figured out. Mm, they should have tra- traded Anthony Davis when they when I told them to, bro. They need you on the payroll. <laughs> figuring it out, man. Commissioner is talking about shorting the NBA season. Currently, it's eighty-two regular season games. Job fan of shorter regular season in the NBA. No, it needs to stay the same. Uh, it, you know. as long as it's <laughs> not too short, I can deal with it. And then they gotta but, make if they do, they gotta make some rules to where the players can't sit out as much as they do. That's all I'm gonna say. If they, if they shorten the league or shorten the season, there's gonna be some markers that ain't gonna get to see nobody once every three years. You know, what I'm saying? Right. Gonna, <laughs> so that's that's just gonna make that like you say. They already got these low management rules with every team, so you know that's just gonna make that worse if they shorten shorten the season. I say hell no, hell no! You can't shorten the NBA season. You're gonna destroy the product. You're gonna all these records that are out there right now. Like okay, LeBron James is eventually gonna be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. You shorten the season, nobody's ever gonna catch that. Um, the assist record, the rebound record, these records are going to stand forever because people aren't going to play enough games. If you do anything, you stretch the length of the season, not the amount of games. You st- you start the season in September and end later, so you give more rest days to players and everything like that, so it's not as a compact schedule and everything like that. And I think that is messed up that they would change the rules for a bunch of players that are on their way out. Like, they're changing it for a Kevin Durant, a Kyrie Irving, dudes that have been in the league for a long time. Guys like uh, Tatum and Brown or uh, Bridges, these dudes is playing 75, 80 games. This is the new generation of the NBA. Why are we making adjustments mm-hmm. for the older statesmen who are about to be on their way out? I, I say they just want to stand pat. And maybe they can come up with something in the collective bargain agreement like, all right, you signed this $200 million contract, but you're not going to get all the money. You're going to get a percentage of how much you play. Like, that's how you play it. Like, no way that this should change it from 82 games. Because if if you shrink it from 82 games down to 75 games, is that really making a difference? I don't think that really makes a difference. If they're going to shrink it down, they're going to be shrinking it down to, like, 60 games. Right. Like, that's just bad for the league. And then, are you going to... Keep the playoffs the same. Like that's just yeah, that's just that's just twenty games gone. Like you say, they're gonna be five. They're gonna be ten. Like it's gonna be a number. Yeah, nah, you're right. You're right. You right about they, that. And more wild. so, like you said, like um, you it, uh, in a city like when I go to the basketball games, I'm, I'm going to Indiana Pacers games just because that's the closest drive. And the superstars, a lot of them is in the West, so I'm only got that one opportunity that they're gonna play Indiana um, with a shortened season. I said I might not even get that chance, and if they hurt or like you said, resting, I ain't gonna be able to see my favorite player or you know that top tier team 
for a couple years. So, yeah, I agree. I say keep it, keep it 82. Like you said, stretch it out maybe a couple extra weeks or a month. Less back to backs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we can make that happen. It yeah, makes for, more sense. For sure. So, Killer, you about to take over this whole conversation. Yeah. We're about to do some golf talk. Dizzle, <laughs> you and I are not really qualified for this conversation, but I do have questions. So, yes. Killer, can you please break down what is going on with the PGA Tour and this new startup, the, the Live Tour, if I'm not mistaken? Correct. Break it down, bro. Well, thanks, Kevin, for that transition. First <laughs> one, <no. laughs> nah, um, so basically, the, there is a, really a person or people in Saudi Arabia that wanted to come together and start their own league. They decided to start a golf, uh, golf league called Live, L-I-V, Live Golf League. Now, this golf league, um, is supposed to just bring excitement to the game. It was supposed to be a new way to grow the game. And players were being offered guaranteed money versus week-to-week and sponsored money that they do with the PGA Tour. So they have this tournament. I think it was in London or somewhere this week. Um, the big thing, though, that, that, that I grabbed from it is – I looked up at, at the tournament this week. The PGA tournament this week is in Canada. It's called the RBC Canadian Open. Mm-hmm. The first place uh, payout for that tournament this week is $1.56 million. Second place is 948000 And we'll stop at third place. Third place is 600000 That's the PGA. Right. This, this live tournament... <coughs> First place was four million. Second place was two point one million. And third was one. So it's just <laughs> a huge number and they're offering guaranteed money. So one of the first players or big names was Dustin Johnson and I think he offered him hundred and twenty five million dollars of guaranteed of guaranteed money to now start play his time in this league. Now, these players, I think, didn't know that they were initially they, – well, they probably knew. They didn't think that the PGA was going to act the way they acted because the PGA is really just being petty. They really mm-hmm. are. They really are trying to say, like, this is our shit. It's what we do. And because somebody else is trying to do it better than them, they trying to limit and punish players that – Every other week, every other year, have played all over the world in different leagues and different tournaments. That's what I was. So I got a question because what the what is the PGA? I thought that was just a slew of tournaments, right? So the P, look, look look at the PGA like the NBA. The PGA is just okay. a association, and all these other like uh, the. The Canadians, I want to say, have a Canadian tour. They mm-hmm. have a European tour that plays overseas. They have an Asian tour. They have a like all these different tours. They're just associations. But the, what the PGA being the association, they are basically getting challenged and losing their players to basically just greed, like and money. Money right. is being thrown around. 
and money is being guaranteed to these players who might come in 30th, 40th place and win 80,000 every week. Now they can go over here and win 400. I think, I think last place was like 250,000 in, in this new league. So it's going to be a problem. I mean, I think the, the list has grown. I want to say it's from 17, like 20 players, but you have, Players who have, like, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. is a GOAT in golf. You have, like, even players like Ian Poulter, who's played 25 years in the PGA Tour, um, D- Dustin Johnson, all, all these players. Um, they basically got suspended by the PGA for going this one week and going to play in this tournament. So what the PGA has said is any, any tournament that's hosted or sponsored by the PGA we are no longer allowing these players to, to participate since they forfeited their membership. Mm. In my opinion, they went to go play in a tournament that was offered to them like they do every other week. So this is going to be a court battle. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. But as of right now, you got like goats that have records and been playing for 20, 30 years. All that shit is just gone from them from the PGA. They have wiped them off the PGA. Now next week is the U.S. Open. U.S. Open is not a PGA Tour event. That is a USGA event. So they could come play in, like, the majors and, and some majors, but, like, the PGA Championship, that's a major. That is a PGA tournament. They can't play in that. Um, the Masters, I think they can do Masters. I don't think the Open, the British Open, I'm not sure on that, but, like, regular golf tournaments, like coming to the Memorial in Columbus, yeah. those, those players is done doing that. So. So they wiped them out of the record books as well? They just basically suspended them and suspended anything that they had going on with the with the PGA. So any any records that was that was being changed, like FedEx Cup points to be oh, okay. towards all that shit's gone. They can't participate in any Ryder Cups. They can't do anything that um the PGA does. So they are strictly out suspended from the PGA from this at, at this moment. And they are strictly just live golf members. So that's one layer to it. The other layer is obviously this is being funded by the Saudi government or whatever. And they've been known to kill reporters. And like that's like the, the major backlash. Like that a reporter was killed over there for outing some of the presidential situations and uh, tampering going on inside the government. They killed them and like that's why like some people have a problem with these golfers going over there like hey man like they kill reporters like you sure you want to take money from these people and and obviously the other things that the saudi government is accused of and everything like that with terrorism and things of that nature and everything like that but i look at it the exact same way how the nba is in bed with china like the nba is crazy here in the united states it's just as crazy in China, and the NBA has no problem accepting money from China and sending their elite players over there to do basketball tournaments and meet and greet the fans and everything like that. It's business. At some day, at some point, it's just business. And these players figure, like, if I can make money and not even qualify for the cut, why not do it? And these rounds are shorter, I guess, in the PGA. It's a four-day event, and the live is only a three-day event. So right. you're working... You're working less to make more money. Like, isn't that everybody's goal in life? Exactly. And and the PGA is trying to spin that to all these players being greedy. 
it's just that. Like, if they can go work less, make <laughs> more, and it'd be upfront money. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't, I don't understand, uh, like, what you expect them to do. So, I mean, they're going to have to up the bag. Come with the money, dog. PGA about to be crickets in a minute, I think, if they don't, if they don't figure out how to work this thing out. Because just cause opportunity for Killer to be on the tour. Be out here. Be out here. On on hole seven, we have a Kevin EJ Killer of Stanford. Kill us if I hit the shot. (laughs) We will be there. We will be there, bro. (laughs) Nah, but I really think this live shit is 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 sweet. I I mean, I I like it for the game of golf. Honestly, Um, they got more exciting things going on for the fans. interactive things to do at the golf tournaments I saw. Like, you could go up and hit these little golf shots, play these little, you know, just things to do. It, it reminded me of kind of like tennis. I used to be a pretty, pretty big, decent tennis player, and I used to go to the tournament every year in Cincinnati. And you could go there, and they have, you know, like baseball fast pitch. You can go see how fast you can serve the ball. You can do these little challenges. But they had things to do. At, P- at golf events, you're just walking around watching someone play golf, and you're probably getting charged twelve dollars for a beer, ten dollars for a hot dog, you know. But it's they're making that change for the uh, fan experience on top of everything else. So it's got a lot of controversy because it's new, but ultimately it's bringing people like you to have questions about golf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, People are listening. So. so the other thing is this, like you said, this is only be better for the whole game of golf in general. It's going to bring in more of a casual viewer, and also the PGA ain't stupid. They're going to look at what they're doing and adapt some of that stuff to what they're doing. Just like, all right, we looked at the XFL way back in the day. You know, the names on the back of the jersey, he hate me and stuff like that. As funny as it was. The NFL took a lot of things from the XFL, from, like, some of their camera angles. Like, the NFL used to have that one static shot all the time. Now you got dudes with cameras on the field like they did with the XFL. You have the camera that zips lines across up and down to every single angle, so you get more angles. So all that stuff that the NFL is doing that we love so much, the XFL did it, and they took it from them. So if the PGA Tour is looking at the Live Tour and saying, like, oh, the fan experience is X, Y, and Z. Oh, they're doing this cool thing. Maybe that can bring in more fans to our viewership. Let's do it over here. And like Dizzle said, they obviously going to have to up the bag to make sure they're keeping the best players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what this lawsuit – I read this morning that Ian Poulter is going to be doing a lawsuit about it. Um, I know other players will too. Like some of the big names like Phil hasn't really said anything because – I mean, Phil was on his way to being, you know, chasing history and trying to be one of those guys, and it sounds like all that shit is just over for him. So it's like that's kind of an eye opener. But they, the the PGA commissioner, is really just being petty right now and mad that he's losing players that bring him viewership mm-hmm. and bring and bring them interest, and they ain't got those people that's filling them spots big name wise right now. So they're gonna have to. Grow a young player, make him hot again, instead of riding the coattail of like, oh, we got DJ and Roy playing together this week. So that should bring a lot of fans to want to see that. Like, it's, it's, it shook up some shit in golf for sure. They offered Tiger Woods a billion dollars to play in this year, and he Dang. said no 
if I was at that age, a billion? So wait, billion. they offered him a billion dollars. What would it be? And yeah. he said no. How do you offer somebody a billion dollars, though? <laughs> How do you turn that shit down? <laughs> right. It's, it's nuts. That 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 blew my mind. Like They got some old players like Greg Norman and He's like the CEO of the league, and they got some names from golf in this shit. So it's it ain't going nowhere. I don't think it's going to be. No, not at all, man. Couple quick hitters before we get up out of here. Kevin Gates dropped some real freaky bars about Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. Too far, or Jay? Man, this is just music. Mm, Kevin Gates. (laughs) I mean, Kevin Gates shit. I was gonna say, I, I don't listen to Kevin Gates. Does he do this on the regular? Is this his regular shit or is he looking for some attention? Uh, this is regular because he has a song out called Thinking With My Dick. Oh, yeah. Currently. I think this is current, uh, this is just par for the course. Okay. Yeah. I'm all for it. And he also shouted <laughs> out, you forgot Ruby Rose. And she is a bad one. <laughs> the only reason I only bring up Beyonce and Nicki Minaj because these two women are married, so that's like kind of nice. my ploy. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I I just got hip to that uh, young lady, uh, Ruby Rose. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, little mama. Okay. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, let me go check her out. Yeah, nah, he he wildin', but uh, if it's his own brand, I'm all for it, man. This is definitely on his brand. Uh, Wendy's, their new strawberry frosty, thumbs up, thumbs down. Y'all gonna try it out? What's good? Man, I'm not really I a frosty can't. kid. Like I, 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 I used to do the frosty and fries as a child. That was like my mom would. Randomly stop and get a frosty and fries, and that'd be the little snack. But nah, man, give me some Cold Stone Dairy Queen, man. That's, that's all I ever need. Cold Stone. I don't even want no nothing else that resembles ice cream unless it's Cold Stone Dairy Queen. So I'm cool on the frosties. I'm cool on the strawberry flavor. Whenever my mom got the big ass tub of ice cream with the three <laughs> flavors, Stra- strawberry was the one that nobody ever ate. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't had a Frosty since they introduced the Vanilla Frosty, however long ago that was. Uh, It's here for a limited time. I probably will be passing. Last one. Last one. Get ready. Mm -hmm. According to Business Insider, a pest control company in North Carolina is looking for participants to allow them to place cockroaches in their home. The pest informer is looking to looking for five to seven households to release a hundred American cockroaches into their home in exchange for two thousand dollars to do a cockroach study for thirty days. Dizzle, what up? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, I'm gonna need that bag to be a little higher. I know two thousand dollars for thirty days of living with cockroaches. A hundred of them things, they're probably gonna be mating, having babies. It's gonna be more than a hundred by that two week mark. I'm good. Killer. Maybe for ten thousand. I was gonna say we need an extra zero somewhere. We need mm-hmm. to we need to up the bag. It's thirty days. You know, I've been in some nasty shit in the army. I done seen some nasty shit. But not in my home. So yeah. 
I can go make two thousand dollars. So you know what I'm saying. Let me uh let me raise that bag. And I need to be something that I can't just go do real quick. You know right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the number? Is it ten? Ten for me, nigga. We, eight thousand. Man, we talking a half a mil for me to consider. <laughs> To even consider it, nigga. Like y'all, look, man. Uh, I, be enough? Hell no, nah, nigga. Hell no. Nah. Like y'all, said ten thousand. <laughs> hell no. We had to talk a half a ticket, bro. Look, it's as simple as this, man. Them things multiply like no other. They gonna get in your baseboards. They gonna get underneath your carpet. So, like, this was said, a hundred. By the time 30 days up, it's going to be 100,000 of them bitches in there. So they're going to come in there and exterminate the ones that that came in their house? No. Once they come and exterminate, they still going to be there. Like, they say the first thing to come back after a nuclear blast is cockroaches. So you Damn. think a little bit of raid is going to stop some roaches? <laughs> Nigga, I'm, y'all can come on and do y'all study. Give me my mil- uh, half a million dollars. Let me get all my shit. Buy me a new house. <laughs> Move my shit, y'all can have my house. Like that's how I got <laughs> because ain't no way. I mean, everybody got a price, but my price is very high, very high for some damn cockroaches. Kill them, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be laying here with them. They're gonna be calling all. <laughs> oh hell no! I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, what's up, fellas? <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> like that. I don't do bugs, bruh. I don't do bugs. Uh uh-uh. uh. So. I got to share this real quick. One of the scariest things that ever happened to me in the military, believe it or not, was we had to dig this foxhole in the woods and play Army. I play Army, sitting there holding my gun, securing whatever I'm supposed to be securing. A snake crawls over my weapon, down my arm, and I'm sitting there the whole time like, I don't know snakes. I just know I've never seen one this close. This motherfucker was like six feet long. It was huge. Oh, so I'm strict there. It's just crawling over me, and I don't know what to do but just sit there and be quiet. And like I about pissed on myself. It was it was bad. Like that was that was one scary moment. Believe it or not. Hell nah. So I don't really fuck with the animals like like that. Like I I don't mind animals. I don't dislike them, but like the little ones, cockroaches. I would go through a whole PTSD circle. Like I'd have to go through the ride. So if I'm gonna go through that ride, I need to have some life changing money. <laughs> said ten thousand dollars. Does your wife know that you're willing to invade your house with cockroaches for ten G's? Uh, I think she'll be down for ten G's. Ten G's. She, she I get. I throw her a thousand or two. You know, we go on vacation. <laughs> we go on vacation. You know, wash it off. Yeah, you good. Yeah, we'll be all right. Thirty days after the cockroach experiment, one come crawling out your TV. Then what? I'm gonna have to call them niggas back. Like, yo, <laughs> thirty days is up, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue them. You see, niggas are suing for any and everything nowadays. They gonna I gotta pick your house on. up. They gonna be neighbors to care. They gonna move you next to care. Just pick the whole house up. Move you up. <laughs> I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to get in on some of this suing bag. The lady, the lady sued uh, for getting the STD. From having sex with her ex in a, a rental car, or a, was it a rental car, or the dude's back in the dude's car? She got an STD and got so many thousand or so many millions from Geico. She got the STD from the seats or from the guy? From the guy. What does Geico have to do with him giving her an STD? 
because they had sex in the car and Geico was his auto insurance. So, so then (laughs) my rebuttal would be like, so anybody that catches an STD in somebody's home, they can sue their home insurance too? Because that sets the precedent. And that's what lawyers need is that one chance. So... You yeah, want to something. <laughs> I need, we need to get in contact with a lawyer. It, hey. No, no, no. The, the, the moral to the story is I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Whatever to the bag, man. If, if getting an STD could turn into some millions, man, we're going to have to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what we need to do, man. We need to go become lawyers because you have the mind that thinks that way. <laughs> hmm we got to get in on some of this suing bag, though. <laughs> Obviously, man. Well, shit, there it is. Another episode. You can't make this a podcast. Next week, we're going live together in the studio for the first time in over two years for the 300th episode. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out to next week. Peace. Peace.